0: You're listening to the Laugh Button podcast on the Riotcast network, riotcast.com.
1: Welcome back to another edition of the Laugh Button podcast. Hey. Oh, I was trying to go smooth and sultry this time.
0: Oh, hey, hi.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The Laugh Button, <laughs> the after The Sounds of the Laugh Button Podcast. I got Bram Tuttleman with me once again. I'm Matt Kleinch with the Editor-in-Chief of the Laugh Button And like I said, Bram Tuttleman, he's with me once again. The Editor-in-Chief of Metal Insider. Yes, sir. Metalinsider.net, which we determined last week is actually going to be our brother station, not our sister station.
0: Yeah, we, we bro down and out. We bro <laughs> out and down. It's like a bro down and a
1: bro out. If you say so, so uh, so yeah, Bram is with me this week. Uh, Mark continues his sabbatical. Uh, I and that's last, unfortunate. Last I heard, he was hanging out with the prime minister of Malaysia. Oh yeah, it was a Zoolander joke. No, no, got nothing.
0: No, I kind of think go back to like Malaysia, the gayest country in Asia. <laughs>
1: Oh, little Todd Barry. <laughs> I think they were Asian. That is like, well, hands down, one of my favorite things. And uh, I've actually talked about this before on the podcast. Uh, but before we get too deep, let's talk about things. The TheLaughButton.com uh, is where you can go to kind of get all this information. Uh, check us out. We're on RiotCast.com. Our guest this week, Ryan Beck, comedian Ryan Beck. He's a New York City comic. We caught Ryan live a couple years back and like been a fan of his ever since. Uh, he was doing a showcase um for his uh management company and ever since then i was like oh wow this guy's great so uh he's an up-and-coming guy definitely uh check him out definitely uh you know find him and see him when you can he's a great dude so uh we're gonna talk to him a little bit he's got some about what projects he's got going on a couple web series and all that kind of good stuff but uh first the news buddy yeah what do we got hey how's your news well (laughs) first thing that happened this year this week rosie o'donnell did not play steve bannon on saturday live yeah. So yeah. any money we put on that was was good. But they did still do some fun, subversive stuff. We got they, to see Jeff Sessions. <laughs> we did see Jeff Sessions. And they got like almost every female character uh, on the show to uh, portray a, a character as well. So they kind of did what they... They did the subversive part. They just didn't do it how we expected it to happen. So fun And you know. got their highest ratings in six years. So yeah, dude, it's crazy. It's crazy. So, Everyone wins. Yeah, yeah. So crazy stuffs going on this week. Happy Valentine's Day. Did you spend Valentine's Day with the with the person you love? Uh, I went to Taco Bell. Does that count? Sure, if it's with the person you love. I loved it, dude. I did Valentine's Day at White Castle with my wife. That's that's kind of your thing, right? It, You've yeah, done that more than one year. They've been doing it at White Castle. I want to say for the last five years or so and the last three years I've gone with my wife now I mentioned it to my wife one time and she thought it was just the funniest thing ever and I gotta say there was a new one. <laughs> funny enough a new White Castle opened near our, our house oh. so we went to the new one and, and this one was funner than the last one but it's it's fun because, like, they kind of try, <laughs> you know? They, like, they'll set up a table and some candles, and they'll, they'll like, throw down, like, a, ca- a tablecloth. That's and, sweet. And all the people that work there. But it's also fun, too, because, like, you go there, and, like, there's actually a very big mix of people. A, it's A lot of it's hipsters. When we first started going, it was very hipstery. Um... But, you know, there was, like, an old guy there hanging out with his wife, and it was like, oh, that's kind of fun. And it's bring your own beer, so. Oh, really? Yeah, it's one of those things where if you grabbed just a handful of your friends and went, and you could just have a good time for a solid hour or two, and you could still go do something afterward. If you I've never
0: time. been bringing my own beer to White Castle for years. I didn't know it was <laughs> allowed. It I actually lab. have some. Uh, you know, as an eternally single gentleman, uh, I have some yeah. advice for you.
1: Uh, take your wife to a different castle next year, maybe <laughs> medieval times. But you know what? <laughs> we could do that. She she likes it. She finds it funny. She thinks it's a it's a good time. And you know, not that it's not that it, we don't like uh, you know romantic stuff. But I think there was a time where we were tr- where we were almost trying too hard to like. Okay, we have to do something for Valentine's Day. We have to do this. We have to book a reservation at this room. And what we found is a lot of these restaurants, particularly in the area we live in, They'll like double and triple down their sizes of their of the restaurants at night. They'll add more tables, and all of a sudden you're like crammed in like cattle, trying to get a table for like this day that where it's like it's just this arbitrarily day. Like,
0: so. like New Year's Eve, I guess
1: it is. It's very New Year's Eve. So you know, and if Valentine's Day fell on a weekday this year, this year, so like we literally just like oh, a reservation's at nine o'clock. Want that White Castle. And we hung out there for like forty-five minutes, listened to some music, and just kind of talked to bullshit, and it was fun. And what and kind of music stuff. did they play? They just like you know the regular old Muzak okay. channel All or whatever right. they play. So, I definitely recommend doing it, especially if like you're not really big into like the whole Valentine's Day thing. It's a fun thing to do with uh, people you love, and again, you can get a group of people, grab a case of beer, and go and have a good time for an hour. To, so.
0: Or propose to the one you love by putting a chicken ring on it. Uh, I wouldn't do that. Hmm.
1: I wouldn't do that. But I did read somewhere that, and they were, you know, because they have all the statistics when you're like registering, because you got to sign up and reserve a time slot. And they were doing things like uh, 150 couples have had weddings at White Castle. I don't know if I'd have a wedding at White Castle. How many? How many divorces have <laughs> you think have been out there? How many relationships have ended at White Castle? Probably <laughs> way more than that. Uh, so anyway, yeah, SNL. So <laughs> <And it's>, <laughs> <laughs> well I was I was I wasn't going there but uh yeah I just want to touch base because you know it's Valentine's Day sure. so on the Valentine's Day front a lot of fun things happened uh, you know the last couple the last couple of days um, last night at midnight had a live proposal because they've been doing live all week that was kind of fun um but actually I want to kind of get in some other things though beyond just the Valentine's. we're not gonna do yeah, things happen this week. we're not gonna do a Valentine's Day theme but yeah a ton of stuff happened the Grammys happened this week how about that Patton Oswalt. Patton Oswald won. I kind of I'm so sur- I'm not really surprised that he won, uh, particularly because this is the uh, this is the special that Pat Noswalt taped and basically released uh, the day he found out his wife died. I mean, yeah, like, yeah. I, I mean, can't
0: imagine, dude. Grammy loves a story. They and do. He's an amazing comic anyway, and that
1: just added to it. 100%. I mean, this definitely helped the story. He also won an Emmy for the video version of the special, like the Netflix version of the special, and then it was released on a Special Thing Records, and they won a Grammy for that too. So I really do feel like it was kind of I, – I don't want to say everyone came out and kind of showed their support for Patton by by picking him for this. It really was a great special. I mean, like you can listen to any Patton Oswald special, and like you know, you're definitely going to get some of the best comedy out there. But uh, this one kind of was his, it was kind of his, and I feel like the a lot of people thought it was his from the beginning, from the jump. So.
0: Yeah, he's kind of a lock, almost,
1: Yeah, I anytime mean, he releases anything, let alone true. a tragedy and that led up to, you know, led up
0: to the release of it. Or yeah,
1: and the Grammys have always kind of loved, they love perennial type of artists. Like, there was a while where Kathy Griffin was winning, like, every Grammy for a comedy release, it was like, what? And it was just, like, literally audio releases of, like, her specials she did on Bravo.
0: Yeah, after they fucked up with Metallica. Like, Metallica <laughs> was nominated for something every year. Yeah, like, dude, song on like... a soundtrack? Check. <laughs> song of uh, a, a Motorhead cover? Like, <laughs> still won a Grammy.
1: Like, they just kept kept winning. Yeah. They and, lost on Sunday, though, in more ways than one. And you, as, a, as someone that runs a metal site, you know, you obviously very much have covered these topics. But, like... What's going on? With, I feel like rock music or in hard rock music in particular, tuck. like the Grammys, have never seemed to have gotten it right. They've hated. They've hated metal and hard rock. Do you now? Do you feel like it's a conscious decision? Like I feel like, like for example, like the the Metallica f- snafu this weekend was James Hetfield's mic wasn't working. Right. Like, is that their fault? I don't think it was intentional. I just think that if you're yeah. producing a
0: three-hour award show that has to appeal to as many people as possible. Of course, metal's going to get the shaft yeah. every year, and that's fine, I guess, to a degree, because it's not like a metal award show. No, but I th- kind of thought that the Metallica Lady Gaga thing went off
1: pretty well, except for that whole uh, microphone fuck up. <laughs> microphone check one two. What is this? Yeah, that, <laughs> the five foot assassin happened. with the redneck with the roughneck business. <laughs> a little bit of fife dog would have just solved it all. Sure, uh-huh. but uh, yeah, I mean. I was actually reading an interesting article about how the decline of rock and roll kind of can be mapped to like 1991 for the Grammys. Like they literally pointed out the year that like that kind of started the shifts. But they
0: happening. they just said mainly that was because of SoundScan, though. So yeah,
1: but 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 that but if SoundScan, but think about it. If you're running a show where you're trying to maximize eyeballs, and you give away 80 some awards, and and 70 of them are given away before the extra Grammys, you actually end up giving them away in like 10, 15 on air. You're going to give away the ones that have ma- that reach quote unquote max audience potential. Sure. And since sound scans basically started leaning more pop after '91, uh, they they started like basically just kind of catering to that audience. But which is funny because the rock the rock crowds the rock audience used to be best rock performance male, best rock performance female, yep. best yep. For rock performance by a duo or ensemble. Like there used to be like single awards dividing all these subgenres for rock that just don't exist anymore. Here's the thing though. People still buy rock and metal.
0: I think so too. They still I, actually buy like physically buy it.
1: They do, but I mean I, I, I guess I guess I mean I mean it's tough because like I get I get pop music and you want to have your Beyoncés and your Jay Zs and all these big name stars show up because people will tune in for or ratings. Or people that are married to each other. Or people tune well, but well people will tune in for ratings. You know? Sure. And I don't know. I just think Beyonce my- took
0: a nap for 10 minutes. <laughs> That's <laughs> no. what I saw anyway. No offense, Beyonce. <laughs> Lovers.
1: But the thing is also... Stay away from me, beehive. The, the, the beehive. But the thing is also, I don't think you're ever going to make everyone happy. I mean, Beyonce, there, half the people were like, Beyonce should have won album of the year, and the other half were like, no, Adele like, is like, argumentally sold more records and is a better singer. Like, you know, there's all these arguments that go against that type of stuff. So I don't know. Like, I, the, the thing with all this stuff, comedy, music art it's all subjective sure you know what what turns you on does not turn me on and vice versa
0: yeah but uh you know if you look at just sales which is not the metric you should judge it by adele sold 10 million copies of an album that doesn't happen ever not in this day and age beyonce's maybe sold one five i don't know i don't don't, know i don't know either but um you know if you're just going by popularity contest sure like i hadn't and, again, this is nothing against Beyoncé. I have no problems with her, but yeah. because the album's been streaming on YouTube and uh, I would have had to actually buy it to listen yeah. to it uh, or be an Apple Music subscriber and I'm a Spotify guy. Uh, or Tidal.
1: I, wasn't it only on Tidal? It, it was on Tidal, yeah, too. But, yeah. like,
0: I hadn't heard the album. So, like, those yeah. two songs that she did, I was like, what's happening? Am I watching yoga
1: happen yeah, well, that's the other thing too, It was very yeah.
0: confusing to me. And, you know, I, I <laughs> like her music, to a degree, and I like all kinds of music, but you know, I'm I'm pretty much um, stereotypical of the people that just don't necessarily understand stuff. And Adele yeah. is like everyone knows "Hello."
1: You heard that song. That everywhere. song was everywhere. It was everywhere, everywhere. the day it came out. Yeah, and and Beyonce and, and Beyonce, first of all, I don't think Beyonce really performed. I mean, and I, I don't want to harp on Beyonce because this is a comedy podcast. You know, we're talking about Beyonce more this week, which is funny because Brittany was on last week, and she's like the foremost expert on Beyonce. She probably would have loved this conversation, but she's not here today. Uh, so it's kind of it's kind of funny, but uh, I don't know, man. I just feel like. Uh, comedians always get the shaft, but how do you have the comedians perform at the Grammys? That makes total no sense at all. Yeah, exactly. But but at the same time, like I do think that there there are subgenres within comedy. Like Pat Noswalt, you know, can you can almost empirically find this the reason that Pat Noswalt shouldn't be against like a say like a Larry the Cable guy or whatever. There are different genres within the style of comedy. The question is Are those genres enough to differentiate for the average listener? You know, like, because you and I know a lot about comedy because we kind of live and absorb it all day long. But, like, does the average person understand that blue collar comedy is quintessentially different than, like, alternative comedy or club comedy has a different vibe than, uh, say, absurdist comedy or anything like that? No, they just know it makes them laugh. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. So I don't know. But, uh, but congrats to Patton anyway for winning the Comedy Grammy. Good job. Uh, congrats, Patton. Number one good job. High fives to you. Um, also, what happened this week, which I thought was crazy to think about it, Wayne's World. The movie Wayne's World turned 25, dude. That's nuts. Yeah, it is. I remember seeing it in the theater. yeah, I did I did too. and like I mean I didn't realize I was as old as I was when it first came out and but it but 25, I mean, like this, that movie like kind of like really was a, a, a watershed moment for a lot of people. Uh, in that age range, and, and Penelope, Penelope Spheris was actually the director of it, and she directed, as you know, *Decline uh, of Western Civilization*, a classic. Yeah, which is a classic, and and that's kind of how that kind of that she kind of broke into all that stuff, and it's it's unbelievable. And like you know, I think the, I feel like the movie's been tread over many many times that people were talking about. You know how Mike Myers didn't uh, didn't get along with Penelope, and the, one of the most infamous, scene, infamous scenes from that movie is when they're all headbanging to qu- the Bohemian Rhapsody in the car. Sure, yep. And that was a scene where Mike Myers didn't get it; he didn't think it was going to be funny. The director Penelope was like, "No, this is going to be the best." So Mike Myers was actually being kind of difficult, and he's actually been known to be a little difficult on set. So I think it's interesting that uh, she kind of pushed him into doing that, and it's now like one of the things you remember about that movie the most.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think if yeah. there's one scene, it's definitely that. And, uh, yeah. I mean, is it the most successful SNL? Well, maybe, yeah. Yeah, Maybe, it might be. probably the most successful I SNL I mean, what else is adaptation. out there?
1: What, else is, what other adaptations are out there? I mean, but the other thing about Wayne, I mean, there's what? There's...
0: Ladies, man.
1: La- it's there's the ladies It's Pat, Coneheads, yeah. Night at the Roxbury... I, yeah, you're probably right. I mean, there's been plenty. There's been plenty Blues more. Brothers doesn't count, right? No, the Blues Brothers counts. That started on SNL, so I would say. Either, I, but I think financially, it definitely was Wayne's World. I mean, Wayne's World did so well; they pushed a sequel out with in like a year's time. Like the sequel came super fast. I don't I know. Think if it, even, I think it was two years. I'm not sure. I don't know. I think it was even sooner than that. If I recall. I know that Penelope didn't because Penelope and Mike Myers didn't get along so well. She actually didn't direct a sequel, believe it or not. Um, but it is also one of those things, too, where you're watching that movie and you didn't realize it at the time. That movie was quintessential Mike Myers writing style joke structure because, like, that structure pretty much was translated into all of his other movies. It was translated into all the gold, all the Austin Powers flicks, yep. uh, which was translated into like the, all his other ones, too, like The Love Guru and all those types of movies he's done since then that he's written, at least. Yeah, um, I forgot to watch The Love Guru. You <laughs> didn't miss much. That's right um, here. But it's, it's so funny that that was like peak Mike Myers. Like, you're like, oh, that's that's how Mike Myers writes a joke, and that's a really good joke. So, yeah, Wayne's World 25, it's unbelievable. I mean, and that was a movie that was, man, I can't tell you how much that movie went to me as a kid. You know, it was one of those things I just watched constantly. Constantly. I mean, just because, like, I was at that age, and at that age, it was like when you're 15, 12, 13, 14, 15, that age, those formative years, as they say, like, that's when you see your funniest movies. That's when like your favorite bands come out. Like all that stuff just
0: sticks with you for so long. Yeah, and those albums and movies, you don't yeah. you don't take them in once. You oh. memorize dialogue, you learn every lyric. Mm-hmm.
1: Especially then I don't every know. Do you think that happens in this day and age now? Like with the influx of like streaming yes. audio and all that kind of stuff?
0: Yes, look at streaming numbers for, like, Drake, for example. There's people listening to it over and over and over and over again.
1: Yeah, I guess so. I I mean, I'm glad that that that, that still happens because, like, it's one of those things where, like, I loved buying a CD or or a movie on VHS and just, like... Opening it up, reading liner notes, seeing what this lyric meant, or like, oh, what is that lyric? And I go to refer to the liner notes. Like, like, you know, I just remember being a real big fan of that kind of stuff. And that's actually how I start. Like, my favorite music is not only is it music that catchy, but I love lyrics. Yeah. You know what I mean? I
0: mean, I'm not really sure. I would have to talk to a 12 year old. And uh, last time I tried (laughs) that, they kicked me out of school. And, uh, (laughs) no, but, but, but I really don't know if, people listen to albums over and over again and get obsessive and go into like a, you know, go into a rabbit hole of like hey what else this artist put out who are they related to yeah. but everything's on the internet so it's just as easy to do that
1: yeah yeah I mean like I remember like it's I, easier we had to actually do research had, or go buy the CD or you wouldn't know how so and so is connected or related I mean now you can become an expert in something over, a, over the course of a weekend by reading Wikipedia and doing a couple search and Pat Noswell go, go back to him he runs what wrote an, uh, an op-ed editorial for I think it was Wired back in the day about how geek culture is being ruined by the internet because, you know, you didn't know. You, you had to actually watch a show. You couldn't binge watch it and become an expert over the sure. weekend. You actually had to watch it, digest it, talk about it with your friends, wait to see what happened the next week. And that's kind of gone. That's yeah, it's the same gone. with music. You, has, yeah. you used to
0: have to go to like a record fair to pick up like a rare seven inch from the UK yeah. or something like to go, that. Yeah, you, you can diving. hear everything.
1: And Pete Holmes has a great joke about like Tom Petty, where he actually says something to the effect of like, you know, uh, some of these questions like, where was Tom Petty from? You just didn't know. And you would ask <laughs> friends, and you would ask people, and then one day, you'd meet a girl, and she would tell you, he's from Florida, and that's who you married. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I, 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 do, I do hope that there is that form of, like, finding and becoming fans of stuff in 2017, as there was when we were kids. Because movies, I mean, dude, the first Ghostbusters movie... My grandfather had it on VHS, and me and my brothers would go to my grandfather's house once, twice a week to hang out with him when my parents went and probably just didn't want to deal with three ch- three young boys at the time. Um, and we just watched Ghostbusters all the time. And I watched that movie twice a week for an entire summer, you know?
0: 1986 was licensed to over and over again, <laughs> and the, the breakfast club <laughs> after every soccer practice. Yeah, dude. I mean, it's like, just like... Literally. <laughs> <laughs> Burned into my mind.
1: I know, and there's and I mean and there's a movie called Airborne. I don't know if you remember this movie. It starred Jack Black, a young Jack Black, and a young Seth Green. They were like these tertiary characters. And it was about this kid who went from LA to, to Cleveland uh, to live with his cousins while his parents like went to Australia. Right. It's a terrible movie. It's actually so bad. They just recently covered it on how did this get made. Like it was like one of those like ooh, the podcast, How did This Get Made with Paul yeah, Sheer yeah, and all yeah. those guys? So basically, this movie was terrible. It was about, like, you don't really know what it's about. It's about, like, a surfer kid He's also a skateboarder. I'm sorry, not a skateboarder, but a rollerblader. But he's also, like, he's, like, this very, like, zen type of qualities about him. But uh, I watched this movie... I want to say after school we would play hockey at my friend Frank's house, and then we'd watch this fucking movie at least twice a week. Never even heard of it. I don't know why we watch this movie. It's it does not hold up. There is nothing redeeming about this movie, other than Seth Green and Jack Black were in this movie. But like I wouldn't I wouldn't put it past those guys for it not to appear in their IMDb pages. It was so bad, but like since we played hockey and roller skated ourselves and played roller it was like just something we watched. So like okay. it's unbelievable how these fucking things kind of permeate through your life and, and, and a movie like Wayne's World. Speaking of things that also permeate look at that look at look look at me with the fucking killer transition, buddy. It's no? not a
0: killer transition if you have to say look at this killer transition. Also, you didn't say permeate correctly, but go ahead. I'm listening.
1: Oh, wow, okay. Okay, so so the nostalgia train rolls on because this week Beavis and Butthead, the complete collection, was released, uh. <laughs> <laughs> and and you and this and I got a, and I got my hands on an advance copy of this, and I'm a, I was a huge Beavis and Butthead fan as a kid. And one of the favorite my favorite parts about it is when they is when is there's a Pantera video. And there's always Pantera videos like you know, like I'm Broken would come on and it'd just be Beavis and butter going like, Yes, yes, yes. yes. And they turn it all yes. the way up where they're screaming at each other to talk about Pantera because <laughs> they turned up they're like, can this TV go to the louder? But there's, there's another one, which is, um, what was the Pantera song? This happened? Love. This Love, thank you. Where they're basically like.
0: Speaking of, that album turns 25 as well. No And uh, next Saturday. That's crazy. Vulgar That's Display of Power. You're old. You're all
1: old. We're all old. Man, Vulgar Display of Power. I remember. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yep. This stuff, anyway, anyway, This Love. So video. This Love, they're playing This Love. And Beavis and Butthead are going, you know, they're like, you think Pantera was like, you know, beaten as a child. This beer, And they're like, yeah, his dad was probably like, this beer is warm, Pantera. <laughs> give me another one. Don't you disrespect your stepmom like that, Pantera? says <laughs> become this gag in this office.
0: The the best, man. I mean give I give mean, me a beer, Pantera. <laughs> the, like the plots were, were pretty pretty great, usually, yeah. but the videos mm-hmm. were amazing because I literally found myself identifying with them. Oh, I'm like, course. that is brilliant commentary, not just on MTV, but like on a culture and they said smarter things than they were given credit for. Thanks to they, the writing staff, they
1: really, B&B. really did. It, it's it's unbelievable how like you know some of the stuff they talked about was just kind of so on the nose on the nose about it. And um, so this complete collection came out, which actually, believe it or not, not that complete a collection, which is unfortunate. Yeah. Um, There are some videos
0: on there there, so that's cool.
1: There are some videos, but like here's, I mean, here's the problem. Back in the, you're talking about in the early '90s when this came out, um, they were licensed to be played on MT on music television, but no one ever thought that the DVD home collection stuff was going to be a thing. So like, they didn't even bother to get those licenses, and retroactively, half those licenses, they're not going to approve it because those guys were just making fun of these bands too. Yeah,
0: I think if my band got shit on, I wouldn't be
1: like, oh, okay. Yeah, but But if maybe if you make money from it. Yeah, but if you're a band that no one's talked about in 20 years like you're like you gotta have a sense of humor about yourself like um i remember watching videos that definitely didn't show up on this old, this complete collection like uh there's a there's sold my fortune by i oh, was a sugar tooth or yeah sugar. i remember that song so vividly of them of them talking about it and singing sold my fortune but that's a band that i would never have learned about had i not watched beavis and butthead and uh they obviously didn't clear it for rights because it's not on this, this complete collection you know,
0: <laughs> I just remember Grim Reaper, see you in hell. They played the <laughs> hell out of that, and yeah. no pun intended. And the the singers, like this this guy Steve Grimm, and he's like yeah. just really like short he's not a pretty gentleman. Yeah. And I just remember them being like uh, uh, uh
1: <laughs> I uh, know it's just uh, <laughs> it's just so unfortunate that they don't have all that stuff. The other thing that the complete collection is missing unfortunately, it's not it doesn't have every episode because they're from what I gather and I did some research on this because you know I wanted to be prepared for this podcast.
0: Oh, so is I that did, what you're supposed to? Do? Yeah, so
1: I did some research. But apparently the um the reason that you will we will probably never see a complete collection in our lifetime uh, is because Mike Judge uh, didn't like some of the early episodes, and if you watch back, if you find them somewhere, I'm sure they're online somewhere, wherever. Those early episodes, Beavis and ButtHead weren't two buffoons. They were kind of dicks. Yeah, like like they played frog baseball and there was all that, and they lit shit on fire. And Beavis actually smoked. There was actually some cutaways of Beavis trying to light a cigarette. And I appa- remember that. And apparently, after like a lot of shit happened with the with the characters, Mike Judd just didn't really become a wasn't really a fan of those. So like we'll never see those early episodes, unfortunately, on a collection like this. This complete collection is literally a collection of everything that's ever been released all under one spot, including The Resurrected Season that came out a couple of years ago and Beavis and Butthead to America and basically all the clearances um, that they got for music videos. But there's like an episode where they watch David Letterman and hmm. there's a little bit of David Letterman audio that's never been cleared, so that, that's not going to be on there. The, uh, the infamous comedians episode. Where they visit a comedy club and burn it down is apparently the episode that was the impetus for, um, for uh, the rumored kid that set on that set his trailer park on fire. Of course, and killed the his kid sister.
0: never watched Beavis and
1: Butthead, and that's what the and that's what the, the the wording is that they're not sure if this kid ever watched Beavis and Butthead, but yeah. because Beavis and Butthead It said fire all the time. Exactly. So like you know, there's a lot of really. I don't think we're ever going to get a complete complete collection of Beavis and Butthead in our lifetime. Unfortunately,
0: I remember one of um, the best things that after fire was banned. They they found some there was an episode where Beavis found some wire and he's like wire wire Nice <laughs> little <laughs> callback to yeah, band stuff. It's
1: just you know, I just I don't know. Like I feel like Beavis and Butthead, they were just like they were the perfect thumb in the age of idiot idiocy idiocy, idiocracy or idiocrity or whatever you want idiocracy
0: to say. Idiocracy was a f- film he made after. It was another nice judge film. Yeah. And that was a I would film say idiocy.
1: Idiocy. But uh it's unfortunate, but if you do want everything that Beavis and Butthead was ever put out, released for home video. You'll find it in this collection that just came out this week. Uh, it is unfortunate that you don't get the whole thing, because uh, I do think, feel like the people that would be into that would be people like you and I who know the difference because we're adults at this point. Sure, it's unfortunate, but I don't think we'll ever see the whole thing. But, uh, but props to Mike Judge and Viacom for putting out the complete collection. And speaking of which, we do an unboxing of the complete collection on our website. So go to the website. There's a video click on the video we'll basi- we basically break apart all the all the uh, uh, the packaging for you so you can check that out it's a really quick video so cool and the last thing, <laughs> and the last thing I want to touch yeah. on is Rolling Stone just re-released its 50 Greatest Comedians line, uh, list. I don't know if you got it. Re-released, to check. or they re-released it. Basically, they updated it. You know, like okay. they, some yeah. people moved positions. So it's remastered, basically. Yeah, they, some people added to the list. Uh, for example, they added Tig Notaro to the list. Reggie Watts got added to the list. Some people moved directions. I feel like Bill Cosby fell a few points in light of Bill Cosby's. but scandal. he's still top ten. I noticed he's he's, still still he's top number 10. eight. Well, yeah. I th- I also think, and Matthew Love, who used to write for Time Out New. York actually put together the list for Rolling Stone. Great dude. Um, he he mentions it and kind of addresses it in the write-up on Cosby. He's basically saying, like, listen, yes, Cosby did terrible shit, but you can't erase him from the history of comedy, unfortunately.
0: So he addressed the elephant in the roofie? In the room, I'm sorry. I don't... what. You got bad uh, jokes. You got bad jokes. I never said they so, were good. One <laughs> thing I find is interesting is that uh, there aren't, like, the top five are mostly... Dead already. Like I think. Well, it's
1: Pryor, Carlin. Yep. Uh, who else was in there? Lenny Bruce was in there. I want Louis was number four. He yeah. was the first living yeah. guy. Pryor and Carlin were the were the top two. I'm putting up the list right now. Uh, Lenny Bruce. Yeah. Richard Pryor, George Carlin, Lenny Bruce, Lucy K, Chris Rock. So you got Rock and, and CK. But I would say, dude, if you were to make a fucking Mount Rushmore of comedians, Pryor and Carlin are on it. No, no doubt about it. And you probably argue about the the remaining two to put on there. um I think Bill Hicks belongs on there. I I would think so, too. I think Lenny Bruce belongs on there, too. Yeah, Bill Hicks didn't even make the top 10, which I think is kind of crazy. He was number 13. Yeah. Um, They also put, like, Chappelle's number nine. And Chappelle is... I mean, Louis is a very funny guy. Chris Rock, very funny guy. But I feel like the way Chappelle's brain just works is completely different than those dudes. His mom was like a teacher and a scholar and his dad was yep. a, a, an educated, a really well-educated man too. So like, I feel like Dave Chappelle just kind of grew up with a completely different comedy brain than those guys. Chappelle's also one of those guys that literally started doing comedy when he was like a young teenager, a la Eddie Murphy, a la Bill Hicks. Those guys were like 13, 14 when they found their calling. And... They were just like, yeah. So I feel like Chappelle, I feel like when you watch Dave Chappelle, he just operates on a different plane than some other guys too. So I think Dave Chappelle should personally be higher on the list. Um, I also think Bill Hicks should be higher on the list, but I think that's the whole point of these lists is to get people it, like is us to argue de- about is the debate. I mean Robin Williams came in at number twelve, and Robin Williams is a genius, but I don't know about stand-up. You know, I, I mean wasn't
0: he a notorious joke thief? As that's well? the other
1: thing too, is he definitely got accused a lot by a lot of people for being a joke thief. So many people think of him as a joke thief. And you know you can make your argument however you want about joke thieves, but like it's just interesting that some of the names that they that made this list, I was like, oh, interesting. Like for example, Billy Connelly made the top ten, uh, top twenty, uh, which which kind of surprised me. Don Rickles is twenty three. Don Rickles to me is like a top ten guy. Uh, Rodney Dangerfield, Red Fox, Robert Klein, Dick Gregory, all great names. And again, you're just arguing the location. It's like you're just kind of moving pieces on the puzzle board that everyone kind of belongs on anyway. Yeah. So but Wanda Sykes made it up there number top 50 Freddie Prince Reggie Watts made it up there like and I love Reggie but Reggie isn't a typical stand-up either no so it, it's interesting to see it Amy Schumer's on the list Tignataro's now on the list too so it's interesting to see uh, Patrice O'Neill is uh, on the list Pat Noswalt's on the list Sam That'd Kinison definitely on there, moms so. Mabley Gary Shanley Bernie Mac Phyllis Diller uh, you know Joan Rivers Sarah Silverman's on the list Jeannie Garofalo so it's just interesting to see how this list kind of all shakes up But I'm glad that you made this list and I I think with everything in comedy, some people become in vogue, some people become out of vogue. Bill Hicks never really got the, 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 uh, the respect that he deserved. While well, he was that. alive. While he was alive until after he died, and then he kind of got this weird cult following overseas. So it's interesting to see the list and run it down, and you and I could probably sit here and debate this list all day long. But, Let's uh, do it. No, let's not do it. Okay. But what we should do is we should start this interview to Mark, who's interviewing Ryan Beck, comedian Ryan Beck. So let's start right now. We got uh, Ryan Beck here on the Laugh Button Podcast. All right, hanging out with Ryan Beck right
2: now on the Laugh Button Podcast. It's uh, it's good to see you, sir. And, good to see uh, you. We've never formally met. We've uh, indirectly met. and uh, Here we are. Yeah, and here we are. And, <laughs> and it's always a weird thing when... You interact with someone on, uh, like, a, such a personal, rela- like, in a personal way as, like, having their phone number. You know, because, like, you having someone's f- phone number You like think texting
3: pretty is personal?
2: Yeah, sure. Why not? Well... No.
3: Well, I mean, I don't know. It's I like mean, if you know where r-
2: I live, you now have my address, my phone number. Oh, that's a great point. My you name. Know
3: I was, I, so I wanted to do like I'm I'm getting into like writing letters. I really like writing letters and like the hand. I think it's great. You, right? you got like
2: a quill pen set? Like, are you going no, into okay? Okay. You know,
3: you can. Those are much easier. You click them and <laughs> stuff, so <laughs> yeah. I see it's not as messy. But I wanted to. Do, to uh, I was like trying to look at like should I get it, like a PO box or something? Because I wanted to like write letters to people that you meet. On the road or whatever, come to your shows and stuff. And I was like, okay, great, I could be like the pen pal. I could like do pen pal stuff. But then I was like, they're not gonna want me to know where they live, and I don't want to tell them my home address, you know. And so there's that whole thing. So I don't know. Maybe gotta get the P.O.
2: box, man. Get it? Yeah, I guess. Get the P.O. box. They're They're pretty cheap. No, it's they're cheap. I mean, they're like you can get them for like ten bucks or something a month. Right. But and then you (laughs) can also run businesses, and you know, you send all the stuff there, and if you. Want to claim bankruptcy and all that good stuff?
3: Maybe I should buy all the P.O. boxes and then sell those as, like, my business, you know? Sure. That's probably wildly illegal.
2: Is that... Uh, there's got to be a company called P.O. Box. Like, well, the, like U- not the United the... States Post Office. No, no, I mean, separate from that. That's just a generic term. That's just Post Office Box. I'm talking, like, actually coining P.O. Box. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, like mailboxes, etc. You know what I mean? They Bro, just we got to took... get the
3: shark tank immediately. <laughs> we got to pitch the sharks. Who do you want
2: Who do you want Backing us Who is the go-to guy For this Is it Mr. Wonderful He's he's great I do like him a lot Because he's kind of like He's a dick, but in a good way.
3: When did you start watching Shark Tank? You I mean, day married. one, day one. Really? Yeah. Was like, it, but is it with your wife?
2: Uh, yeah, through Hulu. Now it's like See, after we're out of episodes of The Bachelor, it, mm-hmm. the Shark Tank automatically just comes on. This
3: is how my TV life has gone too. Like, yeah. as soon as I started living with my girlfriend, all of a sudden, I, no one knows who decided to watch these shows, but we watch Shark Tank. Mm-hmm. We're watching The Bachelor. Right. We're watching The Prophet with Marcus Lemonis. Oh, sh- you watch sure. that one? CNBC show. I mean, I don't know what's happened, <laughs> but it's just like I'm eating vegetables and shit and I'm like I can't I'm just so domestic, so domesticated. <laughs> I don't know where Shark Tank came from, but it's like the greatest show ever yeah. now and I can't I can't stop. You can't stop. I can't, can't stop. You? There's so many scrub daddies in my house, so you have no idea. That's what I got for Christmas. Wait, hold
2: scr- on. So you follow through like you're you got the luminary, you got the yeah, okay. I got
3: the products. We were talking about getting that bowl, the toilet bowl that lights up. <laughs> We were talking about getting that. and yeah, I, like, I didn't I even get just, to say it, and you already knew I, where I was. Right, exactly. I, yeah, you said, <laughs> I, got, I caught the first syllable. I know what's up. But I can't justify spending like 20 bucks on something and then just like peeing at it. Right, right. You know, I don't want to.
2: Right. M- usually it costs more
3: than that, right? I got so excited for Christmas, <laughs> and most of the things that I got were from her mother, and they were cleaning supplies. And I don't know what happened yeah. to me. I used to be, I, maybe I was never fun. It's possible. <laughs> it's possible that that's the case. That was never fun. And I was only looking forward to the moment I get to clean other people's sh- stuff up. I, d- I don't know.
2: Ryan, what's the, uh, what's the? I guess, what's your favorite as-seen-on-TV item that maybe no longer exists? Didn't make the cut, oh, you know. You but know. you own it. Like, for instance, my wife, this is how awesome my wife is about this crap, too, yeah. right? Uh, I really got into that that earwax wa- gun, like where it sucks, the earwax. Like a candling your- thing? No, uh, Yeah, I'm trying to remember what it was called I got
3: so much earwax <laughs> I, I do mean, too, I, man Dude, it's gross It's, <laughs> it's so gross I'll go like one day And then it'll just be like a brown It'll look like bacon grease It's so gross
2: It's like cleaning out one of those Yeah, grease traps at Yeah, a, or like
3: after like a rainstorm Like a gutter, you know It's <laughs> like
2: that <laughs> Gutterhead. Why do I feel like I could throw anything at you And you've got a bit about it? I don't have a
3: bit These aren't bits We're just I'm just hanging. very gross We're just hanging it's very gross and I'm always <laughs> cleaning things
2: <laughs> all right, it's all coming together here. I'm painting the picture. I'm painting the picture. No, it, it was this oh shit, I can't remember what it was called, but it was it was literally like it looked like a gun, but it was a vacuum for your ear. And the, and the way they show it on TV too, it's like terrifying. F- first of all, you're like, Oh my god, I can relate, you know, through the animated picture because yeah, the there was so and much and Yeah, the there's so much X shit in there. And, and it would like suck it out and I was like, Oh my god, I gotta get that. Yeah. I gotta get that thing. So my, my wife went to Bed Bath and Beyond and and she was like, Where where is this thing? I, I need this thing. I gotta get this thing. And they're like, We don't have any more. He's like, Yeah, you do. Because my wife's like she's a production manager. She's yeah. a not fuck around. Like she if she wants, she's gonna, she's find, gonna find it, it she's right. gonna get it. She made the guy go to like the, the computer where they find out if there's any in stock, you know, based on how many UPC codes are scanned and shit like that. <laughs> oh, and, and and he's like, Oh yeah, it does. It looks like we have one. It looks like we have one in and house. She got it. And she's like Yeah, she's like, You're you're getting that for me. He he checks everywhere. He checks the floor, he checks the back stock, he checks he's like, I am sorry, man, better if it says there's one, there's one. It's
3: probably stolen.
2: It was like a two. Right. It was like a two-hour escapade. And finally, they found it. It had fell fell between shelving. You know, it was oh like behind two, you know things of shelving. Anyway, she got it. And, Does it right work? Now, no. No. Of, no, of course, course not. not. It sits underneath the sink in a plastic. It's in bag. between shelving. It's just <laughs>
3: backward. Blunt. <laughs> it went right back to where it came <laughs> yeah, from. Yeah.
2: Absolutely. Oh my god. But uh, yeah, I wouldn't that, want
3: to suck anything out of my ears. I think I like drastically overestimate how much your wax. I, have. I mean, it's okay. a lot, and it's very gross. Right. But also, would be like if it wasn't like six ounces, something <laughs> to come out of my head. I wouldn't be satisfied. In I'd fact, just keep going with it. W-
2: when you go to get on your flight, they stop you because it's above three ounces. <laughs> yeah, of yeah, yeah. They're like, oh, excuse I just me, sir. Much sir gross but gross stuff you have in your head. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So, so Ryan, you've been in New York City for how long now? Oh, how many years? Long. Um, how long, long have you been? Maintained?
3: July twenty ten. Oh, 2010. Okay, so yeah. that's
2: a hearty amount. You've crossed yeah. the five year threshold. Yeah. You've made the decision to stay.
3: I yes, I have, and I think five years is like a big thing for that. And I would say that like I had this revelation like a few months ago, where I finally feel like you know, you move, you moved from what Cleveland, you said. Yeah, yeah, I've I've been in nine states. Yeah, sure. So I don't know, maybe I guess you can understand, but like you have this this like uh, split identity kind of thing, where you're like, oh, I'm like a St. Louis guy, I'm a Midwest guy, Mm -hmm. I'm also like living in New York, and so now this was just a few months back i feel like a more whole person i'm like okay i'm a new yorker who came from here yeah, but i'm like a a guy now i you know you know i know who i am yeah i i yeah. totally
2: get it in fact uh, i think next year Will be the year where it's I've been here longer than anywhere else, including like where I was born, my childhood, yeah, so the you, whole thing. You get it. Now this yeah, is yeah. who this is you're it. settling
3: into who you're supposed to be.
2: Yeah. So when someone asks like, Yeah, where are you from? I say New York now. Mm-hmm. I don't
3: say Ohio anymore. Right. Unless you're in New York and then they ask you. Right. So then it's a whole, story. <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> a whole story.
2: All right, so St. Louis. A lot of great things from Saint Louis. A lot of great things, and a lot Jeez. of comedy too. Yeah, a lot, lot of, comedy. of comedy from St. Louis. I feel like the Kathleen Madigan mm-hmm. is from uh, St. Louis. Yeah, Greg Warren. Yeah, Greg Warren. The Sklar Brothers. Sklar
3: Brothers. Nikki Glaser. Tommy Johnigan.
2: MC Mr. Napkins.
3: I don't know who that is. You don't know who that is? Who's Mr. Napkins? So
2: Mr. Napkins, uh, Zach Zach Selwyn. You know Zach Selwyn? Maybe not. So he's friends with Mike Kaplan. I know Mike. Okay, so if you know Mike, then you know Zach indirectly. So so he <laughs> he is uh, he's um amazing. So he put out all these like incredible. Wait he's sort a of white like, rapper? Yeah, white I know rapper who this guy cons- is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I know who this guy is. Yeah, yeah. So he got that name because uh Nelly from St. Louis saw him freestyling like on a corner one time. He goes, Whoa man, you're you're cleaning up like napkins, man. MC MC Mr. Napkins, and that was it, and it stuck.
3: That's amazing. Yeah, it's crazy, right? That is crazy. But Everyone th- has a Nelly story from St. Louis. Yeah, I was gonna
2: ask you that because every uh, single person. So so what's your Nelly story?
3: My Nelly story is I'm just Nelly adjacent because every kid that I went to middle school was somehow related to him. <laughs> I never like made the leap of like Trying to figure out how it was, but like every single kid would just be like he came out in country grammar and it was everybody had like, oh, he my cousin fixes his radio in his car. And it's just like there's everyone has like a relation to Nelly.
2: (laughs) That's usually saved for like smaller towns. You know what I mean? But like because I think I think of St. Louis as a major city. Yeah, but it's also
3: like wildly segregated, though. Yeah, Yeah. Like people from will shit on me. Because I'm from like across the river, yeah. But it's like it's all St. Louis. Is you your know?
2: hometown like an uppity sounding like hometown? No, Is it no, it's St. Ga- Charles. St. Charles, yeah. gated community. No, Is it? no, not at all.
3: <laughs> A lot of deer hunting, you know. Sure, it's we classic like, midwestern, regular middle class. Where it's like we weren't poor, but people were like, "You go to Walmart, how much?" You know, mm-hmm. like so, that kind of thing.
2: So I, I don't know your age. So I will say, do you remember when the St. Louis uh, football team was around? Of course, like yeah. Neil Lomax. That was last year. <laughs> Oh, no, that's true. The Rams. I'm saying Cardinals. Oh, the Cardinals. No, that's before. Way the, before your time. Yeah. Okay. So I say Neil I Max, and you're like born, Oh, gotcha. I think. Okay. All right, that puts a lot in perspective. Yeah. So, yeah, so you lose your team. I mean, are you a sports guy? Yeah, big time. All right, so. Now I just
3: can't stand the NFL. All the problems yeah. that I had with it, like, that were, like, under the surface that I kind of, like, reasoned away. Now <laughs> they ripped rip the team away, I'm like, it hurts people. It gives them yeah. concussions. You know, it's really immoral. Yeah. It's unethical.
2: There's uh, other videos out there of domestic yeah, abuse. Yeah. yeah, sure.
3: All that stuff was just, now I'm just seething with rage. But I did watch, the. I watched the first game this year all the way through. That I, this past weekend. I watched Oh uh, wow, okay. the Chiefs game. Ooh, good which yeah, was, it was a good one. Yeah, and I watched the end of the Green Bay and the Also a great game. game. The inter- only two it's good very games. entertaining, but yeah. it's like you ripped the team away and then they pulled the Chargers and they're going to move the Raiders. It's like completely unethical. Mm-hmm. There's there's just no it's terrible.
2: Well, I obviously can relate as a Cleveland Browns guy. Exactly. I know the feeling. And and I then didn't they watch won, and
3: then the Ravens won walking. and it's the same guys. I know.
2: So angry about it's it. Gross it's disgusting and uh yeah i didn't watch sports for like four years like i couldn't tell you who won the world series in 1999 like you'd have to tell me you'd honestly have to tell me
3: was it the marlins
2: 99 i I I mean i don't know you tell me i thought you were i thought you were quizzing me no no (laughs) that'd be great i just had you up here and i'm
3: like so uh i love trivia man batted
2: second Yeah. (laughs) 1995 uh oh that's good trivia all right what kind of trivia do you prefer
3: Oh, I don't know. I have uh, had a lot of concussions, so like I just have facts bouncing around and every now and then i like surprise myself with something that i remember i feel like
2: we're eerily similar i too i played soccer my entire life and i've had hence the jersey oh yeah i'm rocking a jersey sorry i mean oh yeah uh, i guess this uh, hope this doesn't offend you (laughs) yeah it's just audio yeah i'm wearing a a german german national team jersey um because u.s has been terrible my entire life you you know as a kid and my dad's like if you want to watch really good soccer yeah watch the german team and, and and you know i was like oh wow they're amazing so Anyway, uh, yeah, I'm the same, man. A lot of concussions, but, uh, you know, you become a radio guy because you know too much about everything and you don't know what to do with it. Yeah, I don't even know so, what
3: I know about. I know that sounds stupid. That's, that's actually worse. Yeah. Because you
2: don't, know, like, but you can control it.
3: I can guess.
2: <laughs> like, you know it's coming, you can feel it, and then you're like, I can harness this instead of just, ah!
3: Sure. <laughs> right. Until I get dementia and I'm just shouting at some lady in the supermarket. Does that run in your family? Like, is there a... Uh... No, it doesn't, luckily uh that's might start a, with you i hope your? not but I don't, I don't know my mom i have no idea about my mom's side because she was adopted mm-hmm. so i mean we have like general ideas because like my grandparents people who adopted her they're all lebanese and okay. she's lebanese so we have like a general idea but like no idea it's no idea. so yeah so you can make it up yeah but i wouldn't want to make up uh, has dementia You know <laughs> Right That's not a great Yeah that's not, not good at great all Not a great
2: one Alright let, let's uh, Let's tell The people listening this Some fun facts about you You've done some really Cool things uh, You've
3: written on a bunch of roasts Lots of roast jokes yeah. And I'm a pretty nice guy But then
2: You're a very nice guy I've it's I've seen jokes. your stand up A whole bunch nice. uh, Here in the city A bunch of showcases And uh, and I remember The one thing that always Stood out my my head With your stuff Was the, the human meat like Oh you, yeah You bring up human meat <laughs> In your act And I remember The first time I saw it I was like Oh my god and uh, until I knew your name, I had to refer to you as the human meat guy. Oh, and, <laughs> and I hate that. I hate that because I was like, oh, my God, I'm an ass. I just walk up and ask this guy what his name was because right. I, I saw you in passing. I was like, oh, no, but it's the human. I got to get to the bottom of this. Who's the human meat guy? <laughs> and then uh, and I eventually I saw you again. and I was like, oh, my God, it's the human meat guy. Oh, there, there like, he is. That's good. <laughs> yeah. That's so, so that thing. stuck, you know, it's that stuck. <laughs> That's good. That's good. <laughs> Would uh, would it take an X amount of money for you to try human meat? Would that be. Oh, I wouldn't do it. Yeah, ever, right? I wouldn't right? do that, no. no you I saw, think it's gross. So, if you were playing a professional sport, you know, I don't know if you believe in an entity, but said entity, it, you know, I don't know, you're playing crashes and then you had to eat somebody to survive. Or you would just die. Oh, well, You'd be like the first I mean, that's go.
3: like an extreme case. Yeah, yeah. You mean like the rugby team that had to yeah. eat itself? Alive, yeah. yeah. Man, I don't know sort of an ironic name to begin with,
2: right? Alive. I don't know. It's like half of them are dead. I don't oh, know. the you, movie. Yeah. Do you think they decided, like, like half the people in the room were like, "No, it should, should be call called it alive. alive." No, no. They should it's have dead. called it like "survive" or something. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly.
3: Maybe that was taken.
2: Taken's also taken.
3: Taken's also taken. Taken's also taken. No, man. I don't want to eat a person. Yeah, that would That's be. why I was so mortified. That's what the joke's about. Yeah, that girl yeah. Being like, I would. Yeah. Don't you want to try? it? Like, so that's actually, a true story. No. Absolutely. Wow. Yeah. 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 That's. It was, it was really weird. This also to get back to our texting thing yeah uh and which is maybe how text is like really you might be on something where it's like more personal than everything um i texted with this girl for like it was like a good while because i met her at a show mm-hmm. and then we didn't get together for like two weeks or so and w- like one of the first things that she said when we actually like sat down to dinner and she was out of her mind clearly but uh, I didn't know this. Right. But she was just like, you're so much different in person than you are in uh, texting. I'm like, I mean, <laughs> what does that even? Yeah. What does that even mean? Like, I move or, you know, I don't know. <laughs> it's but it's that's always stuck to me. I don't know why, but it's so weird. That'd be
2: great if you if you had one of those belt buckles that, you know, where the words go across.
3: I should have just texted her from across the table.
2: Yeah. OK. That yeah. Probably would have been better. She would have understood you more.
3: I really don't know what that means. Still to this day, I'm like it baffles me, and I can't. I don't know, understand. Like, I wish I had asked more questions. I mean, like, what does that? How you know? Yeah. But I was
2: oh, I was super anti texting forever. Like, I when it was.
3: Do you think you can break up through the text?
2: No, man. Ugh. I'm a fucking human. I like, I, I interact with people. Uh, I don't text it. Break up over text. That's, I think you can do it. I'll tell you what. If you break up, if you break up over text, you were never truly together in the first place. Maybe.
3: Maybe I don't know. Why man. is that
2: how you do it? Is no, that how you no, I haven't broken up with anybody. Have yet. you been broken up uh, through text?
3: Uh, I got a text, a call, At, uh, the pre. I've been dumped ex- through a text, sure. But I also think that's like kind of fine nowadays because like the entire like we met and then we didn't call each other on the phone we just texted then we text to make plans the entire relationship exists on text so we can't end it on text Yeah no you no, no I mean?
2: that's fair here's why I'm I'm naive to this because when when I uh when I got together with my now wife rotary phones or Yes there were no like I didn't have a <laughs> cell phone yet so I have never had that experience mm-hmm. of that whatever you just described is a foreign concept to me of like said really
3: texts and how long to wait and all yeah, that stuff you, I just, you really dodged the bullet i
2: really i remember having to buy one of those pays you go phones and spending fucking hundreds of dollars talking to her Oof. you know what i mean yeah and then it was like you know for what five cents i better just for per message yeah, and all that mi- yeah it was yeah. brutal
3: that's what i had to do in high school because of course like matt was not paying for my own phone in right. high school and wait so did you get
2: a burner phone did you have like no a, but
3: i mean they were all burners back then yeah, but yeah. like we, we uh I had like ten texts a month or something crazy, you know. So it's like if I'm texting with a girl, it's like I was super mysterious because I would just have to, I'd have to like, be very judicial with who gets who gets one and what they're. I'm gonna use. I'm not gonna send like. I got two texts from Rune
2: today. I got two. (laughs) Right. You just have to be. You know, they're all very long. Yeah, I was gonna say, was there was there a character (laughs) limit or whatever? (laughs) Write a novel. I gotta
3: just get their address and be a pen pal.
2: Well, speaking of writing, I mean, is it true you just finished a book, a novel? I did,
3: man. That's crazy. Yeah, it's pretty cool.
2: Yeah, it's awesome. How yeah. long? How long? Uh, can you, Can you spell out any details, or, or, you know, say what it's about, or is this something that's been in the back burner for a while? Now you're finally getting it done, or what?
3: Well, I mean, my my buddy. His girlfriend, she's great. She's a literary agent, so she mm-hmm. just was like, we just bounced right around ideas, and she does like middle grade books and stuff, and mm-hmm. so I had like this adventure story that I had written that I wanted to like write as a screenplay, and I was just like, well, why don't I just take these beats and like kind of just change it and do it in first person, and that's kind of how it went. And that so, was it? Yeah.
2: So you yeah. got the agent first
3: well no or i the, mean she's not like she's not hooking it up she's just a friend you know yeah yeah yeah. so uh but but we're working together in that capacity so yeah, gotcha. yeah i guess <laughs>
2: <laughs> no <laughs> but that's great right man that's got to feel pretty good you know
3: definitely yeah <laughs> so i'm gonna work on another one of those things and just try to get something to pop off with that but that's uh that's pretty cool and also like um writing for like that age is pretty cool yeah you know you just stand up and, and uh i also you know i'm you do man, it all, so man. You do it all. You do shit like that where you just like talk to strangers, drunk drunk people in bars, but then for like kids that are reading and like middle school and stuff like that. It's like a cool age to write for cuz that's when they pay attention to what they're reading. Right. You know? So that's cool. That that awesome. to where you can like
2: now now did this idea come from from your childhood like that age period like were you inspired no, by something a, from I that read age I a
3: story about this teacher that like went missing there was like an English teacher that went um just missing in uh, this small town and mm-hmm. no one knew where he This is a went. real life story. Yeah, yeah. This was a real okay. news article, and then that's what I based the story on. Oh, wow. It was like these kids trying to go find the guy. Oh cool! But, this, but in the real life, like this guy, people don't know what happened. Oh there no! Like, Suspects of like his mental. Uh, oh jesus status. i love how you're biting
2: oh. off some <laughs> some is gonna be like so pissed at you oh, who knows just no, kidding i'm just kidding who knows? I'm just but i kidding. just
3: thought that was fascinating people lose their mind always fascinate me because i'm like maybe you know
2: i feel like you're the type of guy that likes to walk into an elevator and face everyone
3: oh absolutely not yeah. and, no i uh, not like to the... everybody you are <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah big time social anxiety i can't can't deal with that man gotcha. i don't want to face anybody i keep my I think I'm pretty personal like are we good at like talking to sure. people when you're supposed to, mm-hmm. you know. But it takes a lot of I was energy. I you're doing a hell of a job right thanks, now, man. Thanks, man. You're doing great. <laughs> yeah, thanks. You too.
2: Thanks, <laughs> man. <laughs> but I, you know, I this did. really was just a confidence booster I needed that's today all, when we yeah, said this. That's,
3: up. <laughs> that's how every interaction of mine, free therapy, turns into exactly that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just compliments and like, no, man, you're doing okay, you know.
2: Well, you've done something that's that's really cool. That on a on a personal level, I'm just a huge fan of, and almost angry I, I wasn't able to come up with this concept or whatever, but. <laughs> (laughs) this video thing you made is really fun and new and fresh thank you and cool i hope everybody checks it out yeah and and, uh, my earwax
3: story didn't make them turn (laughs) off the podcast
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, there's a skip we there's a skip button. yeah 15 seconds um it's a it's just talk about the origins of it and 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 how you were able to do this and work this out because it's something that's interactive on on youtube which is where i watched it initially and Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, it's just fun because I grew up with the choose your own adventure books Yeah, and, and, uh, you know, I'd be the guy who'd like read the first couple sentences of both sides and see where I wanted to go. Mm -hmm. But ultimately you turn this into real life and this is just a cool thing. Yeah.
3: So, um, basically what it is, is it's a choose your own adventure comedy. So everything is in real time where you click the choices and then it takes you to that next scene. And, um, this is what we did was we had this really big, crazy thing at first, and then, uh, we had to like pare it down. So it's a choose your own adventure breakup where basically you just try to like save my relationship. It's kind of a video game. It's definitely a comedy. Mm -hmm. It's a short film. It's a lot of things at once. Um, and so it's still trying to find its home, but I'm really proud of it. It's uh it's really cool. Um, it was me and my buddy Randy Rubin who directed it, and he did. he's such a good f- filmmaker. The guy's in- insane. And uh, Will Winner and Ari Finling. I don't know if you can run into those guys, terrific stand-ups. Um, and so um, basically the origin of this thing, I was working a job that uh, I probably shouldn't have been having. It was like an executive assistant to this like CEO at this marketing company, and I was doing a very bad job. And uh, they had these videos that they – this like software stuff from this thing called interlude uh was the is the name of the company okay and they make the they have this software this just choose your own adventure software like they call it interactive videos mm-hmm. right you click it and it goes to this next thing and there's like a little um web that you build and you can put the video clips in uh wherever to make yeah. your m- build out your map if i'm making sense absolutely so basically it was just being used for like ads like you click like which ads right for you that basically mm-hmm and, um, like saving for your 401k. And those, those were the videos on the platform. And I was just like, okay, I mean, like you could just take the button from, uh, do you make under a hundred thousand dollars a year and just put in like a real choice. And, uh, so investigated the software and then just got together with those, those guys. And, uh, we came up with, how to execute that and then we shot it having no idea if it would work and uh, plugged it into the software and kind of messed with it and uh, i mean that's kind of what it is and i think it's funny and also the cool thing that we stumbled on was to do like four alternate endings where you know the sketch ends in four different ways um we have four different kinds of humor that we could go there's like an absurdist one there's Mm -hmm. just like a one that's just like very joke heavy there's one that's really physical comedy heavy and so that's kind of the this fucking cool thing brilliant,
2: about it, man. So. And and uh, I will say this, if you like bagels and schmear, <laughs> you're <laughs> going a lot of bagel talk. Yeah, yeah. you're going to get a face full, you're going to get a face <laughs> <Right>. full. <laughs> yeah, I don't like I don't, I'm not a big uh, proponent of like ruining things, but I'm glad you described it that way so people could still discover it and, you know. Yeah, I don't to like, tell them what it is, but it's a right.
3: breakup, it's interactive, you try to save my relationship yeah, right. and uh I mean, it's I'm really really proud of it, so we're trying to just let people know that it exists now. This is a big thing. So I think around Valentine's Day, we'll yeah. see if we can pop it off.
2: Make it a huge push for it. Well, I'll, I'll support it on the laugh button, man. We'll make sure we get Thanks, it uh, in the front of the faces yeah, really of the fans. It. Yeah, of course. Yeah, the first time I saw it, I think Becky sent it over to me and was like, "Oh my god, you gotta check how this out." How great day. is Becky? Oh, she's great. I love her. Yeah. She's the type of person comedy you, gem. Yeah, the t- type of person you just see and you're like, "Oh yeah, I need to hug you first. Yeah. Okay, now we can talk. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. Just a great person. Yeah, and and she was like, "Oh my god, you gotta check out this thing." You know, how Ryan's doing and and uh, and I, I watched it and was just like blown away. So yeah, yeah congrats on that, man. Thanks, man. Very cool I idea, know. and uh, and then obviously the Ryan Beck show exists. Yeah, right? my,
3: my web show. Yeah, that was that was pretty cool to make. I liked. Uh, you know, I just have like that, the basically that is just the YouTube web series that I made. That it's just a bunch of sketches all thrown together. Do some interviews, do some man on the street stuff. It's just like there's so many things that I think are funny, and uh, there's so many great people that I know. You know, mm-hmm. and I uh, wanted to basically it has my name on it, but like kind of like the the goof that no one really understood about the Ryan Beck show is like I'm like the smallest part of it. <laughs> I just curated. I write the, I write the things. I get the people. You know, I'll shoot some of it uh and and like usually everybody else is the one speaking in the sketch and i'm just like they're like yeah just know. hanging out right drinking trying to play more. on like yeah. the social anxiety that i i feel where it's like usually i don't really talk that much but i just am like how did this this happened to me the other day this was a sketch that i was like this is not really a traditional sketch but it's something that's like really funny uh the dentist i was at, i went to the dentist and she, swear to god she was on hold with bank of america the entire time while trying to check me out and i'm like this isn't right you know what i mean <laughs> Like Wait, did
2: she have that? That uh, speaking of Shark Tank, she, she have that device where it's like you no, slide she had the, the phone. phone. <laughs> oh yeah, with yeah, like the TV hat or yeah. whatever, <laughs> right. the phone hat. No,
3: she's just on speakerphone with Bank of America. What the fuck? I mean, that's not a situation you want. And she's like telling, telling me to open my mouth and like halt, you know, and like looking at my teeth and right. shit like that.
2: Well, not not only that, but like your teeth have numbers right like dentists like there's numbers assigned your teeth like like back 22 you know like
3: oh is that how they keep track of yeah, what's yeah. supposed to be what
2: yeah they map it out right like like uh yeah. like someone seating tables would right <laughs> so <laughs> oh, so, so she had no idea is <laughs> so, that really what they do so yeah so, so if they're talking about like numbers in bank of america they and they're were. All she says, was repeating a lot of numbers right so then she you know freudian slip and then works on the wrong tooth yeah you know
3: you also don't want to know that your dentist is in debt you know because then they're just like, do I trust them when they tell me that I need some kind of thing, you know? But that was just so bizarre. So anyway, Ryan Beck shows sketches like, like that, you know, things that I've plucked from wherever.
2: Yeah. So, oh, that's, that's funny. Man. But
3: there's a lot of great people that... that uh, did that. My buddy Kyle Ayers was like hugely crucial to making that pop off. So, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I'm pretty proud of that too.
2: So what's it like now when you go back to your hometown, you perform, you ever go back there to perform and St. Louis funny
3: bone has been so good to me. Yeah. So intimidated by that place when I was like 17 and like slinking inside to see if I could sneak past the guy taking IDs to do comedy or, you know, and, um, now I'll go back and, you know, thanks to like Greg Warren, like just to like kind of smooth that path off. Uh, I, go back, we'll feature, stay with my cousin. It's great. Cool. I've done some radio there and yeah, it's, like, yeah. it's just really cool to be to go back to the place that you were like you know, it was like the that was where you do comedy in Saint in Saint Louis and it was just like I was so so intimidated by the place and now it's just like my favorite place.
2: What uh, what are some of the good shows you remember seeing there like when when you were able to sneak in or or even just like you you made the, well, the conscious decision was just to do it. Well, packed
3: to the gills in yeah. itself just to do to go watch that and be an I mean Greg Warren is just so funny mm-hmm. and Tommy Jonigan was yeah, just like, getting started so and Nikki so was getting started. This was like right before they did Last Comic Standing mm-hmm. and all these other kinds of things and I was just I mean there's some great guys Gabe Kia is a Ohio guy, he's really funny and uh, there was some there was just so many people out there so that was like really where i was just like okay i think yeah if i can do even like half as good as like a dude like john again like yeah yeah i'll be feel feel great
2: yeah i remember seeing him at uh where was it montreal when he performed with the muppets do do you know he He did like with the muppets yeah like there was a muppets gala dream come true yeah he there was a muppets Muppets, gala i'm a big muppets guy i'm super huge Uh, i had my animal socks on yesterday (laughs) that's great but uh uh yeah and and i was thinking because uh, Tommy, Tommy's somebody I've known for for a while, and, and and I was just thinking while I was watching him, like how fucking great! Like just take a step back and like this is happening, yeah, and that's it. And and afterwards talking to him, he's like, dude, I I can't wait. And then I mean, yeah, so
3: yeah, it's crazy. Perform with the Muppets, that's it, man. That's the dream right there. It's like mo- yeah,
2: most people say like, oh, you know, who'd you love to be on a set with? And stuff like, Kermit the Frog. Yeah, the Muppets. That's yeah. who. Yeah, no, I'm when, um, when
3: did what did Jason Segel wrote the new Muppets? Yeah. I was like that's a dude that's doing exactly what he should. And I couldn't have been more envious of such a thing to be able to write, to be like the guy that like kind of tried to bring them up its back into like that first um, Muppet movie was great. It was really good. Second was and okay too. It, so it was a, I like yeah. them all. I like yeah. them. All. I even like when they go to space with Jeff Tambor. I, and can shit. I tell you something <laughs>
2: underrated? The space one is <laughs> yeah. underrated, man. They're, they're just great jokes. Man. Sure, absolutely.
3: And, it, and they're all, you know, they're they're the Muppets. So well, they just, taught
2: me what meta was, you know. Right. Like, yeah. The first movie. That, that first movie when they meet up with the band, they're like, "Why are you here?" And he pulls out the script, and he's <sighs> like, "Well, it says we're supposed to run into you yes. here." It's like, I'm
3: like, "This is the best." So good. Yeah. So funny.
2: So, are you a British humor guy too? Like, did you watch, like, uh,
3: you know what? I never understood Monty Python. I yeah. wanted to, I just never, I just never understood just couldn't it. Couldn't get it. I okay. Just, I mean, like, they're talking really fast. And, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it's funny that yeah. that guy doesn't have any legs, you know? Yeah. And the but it's literally thing just the funny, accident. But it's like,
2: Accent got gotcha. you. Yeah. All right. That's fair. That's fair. I my mean, dad I'm was a big Brit, like big Gary Shandling guy and mm-hmm. like
3: Don Rickles and Johnny Carson sure. and those you know old people. So <laughs> that's yeah. like where, where I was. You know the the Monty Python stuff had never really got into my bones like that.
2: Yeah. I that's okay. Know. It's fair. There yeah. There's that's tons. That's, that's
3: my that's my um, guilty admission. Yeah. Uh, that's
2: your. I've never seen Star Wars. I guess, like,
3: but I've seen it. You know. Yeah. 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 That's true. That's worse is the guy that's like seen Star Wars and was like, yeah, it's fine. You didn't see the second <laughs> one. Like, that's the worst, the worst person.
2: <laughs> I don't know if I know anybody that's like that. I I, I know people write who them is... off, so I
3: don't know them either. Yeah,
2: yeah. I, I know people who haven't seen them and I get that. And uh, like my wife, she's from Puerto Rico, and she never saw Star Wars. And then it was like, all right, well, we're gonna just do this. Yeah. And then we did. And she's like, all right, I'm on board. And she's Great. seeing everyone exactly. after that. Right. It's like because they're fun. Yes, so she, she just gets it.
3: Nothing worse than people that are too cool for school. Yeah. If someone's not gonna openly admit to you that they like the Muppets, then they're just a dick. <laughs> right. That's right. it.
2: And and uh, and uh, I feel like Weird Al Yankovic's finally getting his due. You Love know what it. I mean? Like Big everyone's time. respecting him all of a sudden. It's yes. like it's like oh, I've been such a huge fan of Weirds. What are you talking about, man? I can show you handwritten letters to Al where he's written me oh, back great. and like all that stuff. Cause yeah, see, that's the connection. Yeah, I want to do that. You Dude, know,
3: people love handwritten letters. I'm
2: with you. When, when I was on the air at, at SiriusXM, anybody who won a prize like off the air or whatever, yeah. we had to mail it out. I always wrote them a handwritten note always it's great and and you know they're a fan for life and they're going to communicate with you and they're real people if anybody uses this you, i'll
3: write you a letter drop me a line on my website yeah go ahead plug all your stuff real quick and oh, oh, is it, i didn't want to stop no 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 we're not done just uh this is the midway. i am ryanbeck.com i'm i am Ryan Beck on all platforms basically yeah. but that's what, also where you can find the interactive videos i am yes. ryanbeck.com and it's also on wntt.tv so that's the it's like a big acronym for, for. I know, but we, it's called We Need to Talk, is the name of the video. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we built a website just oh, cool. for that. But it's easier to find it probably through my name. It's easier to. And it'll be on the podcast sure. listing. So,
2: so you technically, I guess, technically, two first names Ryan Beck. That's
3: uh I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Um, It's Beck of.
2: Sure. First Beck first Bennett, name. right? He's on SNL. Oh, yeah.
3: You know what? I think that's the guy like. The,
2: the, Beck Hansen. Who's who that? just goes by Beck, the oh, musician? Beck. Yeah. yeah, Is that his last first name? name. Last name Hanson. Yeah, Beck. Yeah, Beck Hanson. Oh, I didn't
3: know that. Yeah, yeah, I guess a bunch of Becks out there. D- I've never identified as a two first names guy.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so well, so that means you never ran into problems with like uh, customer service. You know, no, like hey, no. last name first, first name last. and You're like Beck, and I like, no, last name first. And you had to go through that yeah, roll. No, never happened.
3: It was never like that. But I did. Uh, I've always experienced people would just refer to me as the one name, Ryan Beck.
2: Yeah, just oh, Ryan Beck, Ryan Beck, just one one syllable. It's like oil, it's like one syllable, it's not really two. It's just, yeah, you pronounce it, it's just one thing, it's one thing, and that's
3: always been fine, you know, for me. Uh, then you'll get bros, they'll go with Beck, just Beck. Oh, yeah, right, which is fine, yeah, then like girls who make me immediately fall in love with them will be like, call me like Rye, and then I'm like, oh, geez, Uh, isn't that heartwarming? But most people, it's just Ryan Beck. Doubles is your the favorite entity, piece of bread. You
2: know? yeah. <laughs> nice. They're, my favorite baseball player growing up is Ryan Sandberg. Oh yeah, I liked so him too because we had similar names. Similar names, yeah. And and for the longest time, you know, you're a little kid and you're just like, oh, it's Ryan. And then someone had to explain to me, no, it's Ryan, mm-hmm. like R Y N. Very disappointed, yeah. When I found that out, <laughs> right? Yeah, you must have been. But Nolan Ryan, right. Yeah, Nolan Ryan.
3: And I had a cereal, a poster that I got out of a cereal box where he had like signed it, and it was like the Ryan Express, and he's like throwing a fastball. Sure. And uh, uh, I. This modeled. is Astros or Rangers? This was um, range. I think Rangers the second he's on there twice i think i don't even remember i think it was a rangers okay um he played so long yeah he he did he played forever he played forever he's still playing Five thousand (laughs) people, right right he's
2: in some grapefruit league and we're like what the fuck
3: um so uh oh the signature was on the poster and that's this is so corny but i modeled the way i write ryan still today is how nolan ryan signs his name So that's, and I'm a huge Cardinals fan. So it's probably like a mortal sin for me to have like a small affinity for Ryan Sandberg as a Cub. And then like Noel Ryan, who's just like tore up the entire league for 20 years. Stole away. 25, I think.
2: God, that, that, it's, it sounds weird to say, but I'm a huge Cubs fan because the first little league team I ever played on was the Cubs. That'll do it. And I played second base. And that was Ryan Sandberg. It was the year he went to, from Philly to Chicago. Yeah. And my dad's like, don't be an asshole you're an Indians fan and I'm like yeah. no I'm not I'm yeah. a Coast fan and I had family that lived by Wrigley Field so they take me there as a kid too and I'm yeah. like this is your fault actually yeah. this isn't my this isn't my fault and uh but but there's been a lot of exchanges between St. Louis and Chicago like just personnel like everybody from Harry Carey to mm-hmm. Harry Carey, you know what's specifically what's with the players first, yeah. And yeah people don't remember that you know right they it's don't it's terrific and, yeah.
3: and um I don't know. Everybody likes Harry Carey. But I think too. that stuff from your childhood really does, like, stick with you. Absolutely. For sure. Because, like, this is, like, really stupid. But I remember there was an election, Bill Clinton and Bob Dole. Mm-hmm. And they, like, in our elementary school, they had a mock election. And they, like, taught us about the parties. And there's, like, this one. They have a donkey. Is there, this one. Is there, uh... Did they make you
2: color in the states? Like, uh, uh, like red yeah, and blue? Like, it you had all. to it, guess. Was like, it
3: was, like, part of the yeah. project built in. But they the Republicans had elephants Uh, As their mascot and still do. And so for like, I don't know, at least 12 years, I thought I was like a big Republican because I liked elephants more than donkeys. And I don't think that I really think that some people are still use that. still use that bar. Absolutely. Where they just blindly like, well, elephants are clearly more interesting animals. than Donkeys. Donkeys can't even, you know, breed. So, <laughs>
2: well, based on your tweets, a mule. is that a mule? I don't I mean, know. Yeah, it might be. Who knows? But based on your your tweets, I uh, can't stop. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you're not an elephant fan anymore. Which is, uh,
3: I know it's not. Uh, it's not, a, p- dude.
2: It's, it's not a bad thing, man. It's it's. I mean, I, I, I am I saying. To be I'm funny. saying the I try same to be stuff. Funny, yeah,
3: but it, it's so debilitating. It's so crushing when it's like <sighs> the guy that's gonna be president doesn't think that vaccines work. I'm like, I, there I is, know. Is, Come on.
2: It is. It's the beyond clown town. It's like it's like you can't, and you, you know you're obviously a creative dude and you're a writer. Yeah. You can't even write anything anymore. That's like you you can't punch up. It's hard to punch up. You know what I mean? Because it's already so ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. I mean, SNL did a great job with that cold open this past week. Yeah, in the whole pacing they nailed the
3: Whole it. task ahead, but it's also like the thing that I keep seeing with these SNL openings and stuff is that it's like Alec Baldwin can't help but be more likable and human right you know like he he, it's almost impossible to do a caricature so it's like what a task they have yeah you know i don't envy them that's uh, that's so difficult and the whole nation and that guy is watching so it's like yeah
2: it's so weird he's reacting man
3: it's so crazy but he's so much more despicable than any caricature could be in my opinion but that's also one that's not totally shared and so right whatever i can't even, can't even it's, <laughs> this will just turn into complete despair yeah you know? i know
2: i don't want to go down that path we'll, we'll move on to something else so <laughs> so with the rams leaving now uh yeah, are gone. you gonna have to settle for st louis blues or are you gonna oh, be i'm a big hockey fan anyway oh, okay, i cool. went
3: to several games that they lost this year yeah. and uh, <laughs> every game i've been to they've lost and i feel like they feel haven't like been good
2: personal. yeah i feel like they haven't been good since they traded uh brendan shanahan for chris pronger
3: oh come on Chris Pronger was a great pickup.
2: I uh, dude, He was. I was. Harper Whalers there. were my team, and when they yeah. when they trade made that trade, I knew it was the end of the franchise. I for was the like, Wailers. yeah, for the Whalers. I was like, they, that's I, it. That's the final straw, man. He, this kid's 18. He's gonna be fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. And he was. And and People Shanahan were shocked did, though because sure. Brandon
3: Shanahan was like a fan favorite. Sure. Know? And I mean a great And player he didn't want to go to
2: Hartford and they got rid of him right after exactly. that. It was like so stupid, man.
3: Yeah. But I'm a big time blues fan. But cool. um
2: So you got to see Brett Hall play? Did you ever get to see oh him? Oh yeah, uh,
3: plenty of times. Mm-hmm. And Gretzky and like when he came through Saint Louis and um, Curtis Joseph was my my Curtis guy. Curtis yeah. Joseph. Yeah. yeah, big time goalie. You know, yeah, the man. a fun,
2: He was a maple Leaf for a hot minute too, yeah, he I think. Was great. Was yeah, great.
3: He played in the, he skipped the Blues. They did the Winter Classic, you know, uh-huh. they do the alumni game, which is just like, the Blues alumni is so sick for never winning a Stanley Cup. It's right. like some of the best players ever, ever to, be to play in the hockey. NHL. Yep. And they just all didn't put it together and win a cup. They all had to go elsewhere, including, so the Blues. It's like is,
2: 32 Don Mattingly's. Yes. Like, come and
3: play. <laughs> this is what's so sad about the Blues. Their last, like, so the, the five, four or five winningest coaches in NHL history all coached and started with the Blues and then had to go elsewhere to get there with Stanley Cups. Right. And, and they all Scottie have the Bowman same last name, uh, S- Sutter,
2: right? <laughs> yes, it's just so... You're right, Scotty Bowman, totally, man. He's, I, yeah, and then... You um, just asso- who's the guy that started
3: the... the uh, I, I forgot, anyway. It's, it starts with an A, I'm not going to remember that. I could pick a multiple choice.
2: F- favorite hockey uh, hockey name of all time?
3: Oh, Dino Cicerelli. Yeah, it's a good one, good thing, Dino yeah.
2: Cicerelli. Well, I haven't heard of that, for, i got to go Zar- Lee Zalapski. Ooh, that's a good one. That's a good one, too. Was, um, uh, and Pear Svart Vodit for the Atlanta Thrashers Ooh, when yeah, they're man. their that's original a good season. Yeah, Pear Svart one. Keith a great Kachuk name. is a good one.
3: Keith Kachuk. It's the hidden T there. Sure. And
2: American Born, of yeah. all things. Yeah. yeah. Keith
3: yeah. Kachuk, also big time blue. Yeah. It was, it was Keith Kachuk is a one. good one. Yeah.
2: my buddy always wanted to be Keith Kachuk. Like we when we play, you know, in, a, in the in the road in front of our house mm-hmm. in, in Ohio, it's like we always had the one guy I was like, "I'm Kachuk, man." When you guys would play like Kachuk.
3: football or baseball or whatever, would you like uh, go through the lineup and do the different batting stances? Oh, absolutely! That's the best. I thing mean, I Julio had.
2: Franco yes. for the Indians All the was crazy. Like...
3: <laughs> yeah, oh my gosh, that's like the best part about being a kid is that you yeah. can just like now if I if I started to like try to. Stand like Chuck Knoblock or something. People would be like, "Stop holding the bat that way, you moron!" You know. <laughs> you
2: well, I don't know. There's probably some weird league in Williamsburg that's you know. You have to do Yeah, that. you have yeah, to, you have
3: to do it. We're getting soft, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we are. We are. Get, we're getting soft.
2: So what else is uh happening for you? So you're in town. Well, you know, you're about to leave town. You're here. You're heading to, to, leave uh, town to time, go time to go of this taping. Yeah.
3: Oh, cool. In Indianapolis. Yep. I love them. They're very good. To Gonna me.
2: rock some Bob and Tom. I am. I'm going to do
3: Bomb and Tom. Yeah, nice. uh, That'll be pretty cool. cool. My buddy, uh, Josh Arnold, another St. Louis guy, fantastic mm-hmm. comic, um, is uh, hosting that now. Oh, cool. Yeah, so What's St. Louis else? is doing pretty well for itself. So we yeah. get that Stanley Cup, man. You guys I think have it'll infiltrated. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even if it's a rental, you're going to it. get it. You're uh, going to
2: get it. Speaking of Indianapolis, the Colts punter, Pat McAfee, stand-up comic. Is he really? Yeah, he released a, a uh, an hour stand up special, oh. man, which is nuts.
3: Punters are like the funniest guys mm-hmm. uh, on the NFL teams. It seems.
2: John Ryan, yeah, married uh, Sarah Kalana, yeah, the yeah. Pun- these
3: Seahawks. He's a goofball, yeah, yeah. And then uh, Johnny Hecker is the Rams guy who was very funny on Twitter, but I've just I've completely washed my life of Rams in the last. Done. year. I
2: can't. I can't believe we've already talked about this much. I apologize. Punters or the Rams? No, no, the Rams.
3: Uh, it's just a. It's. I, you know. Did you
2: did you go out and try to buy a whole bunch of gear before it's like, did you go out and be like, before oh my the, God, no, everything's I mean, going to be 100% off and no. you're just going to go get it?
3: My buddy Kyle Ayers, he bought me a birthday gift. Uh, w- I got it two days before they just abruptly moved the team. Mm-hmm. And it was a 1999 Rams uh, oh. sweatshirt of the Super Bowl. And it says St. Louis Rams on it in the Super Bowl. So it's like, I can still yeah, wear yeah. it because it's like the LA Rams never won a Super Bowl. Well, now it's going to be
2: worth a lot of money. That was the greatest show on turf, right?
3: It was great. Isaac Bruce, Kurt Warner. These oh, guys. Isaac Bruce. Such an Tory exciting Holt, time. Holt, I think, was on that team. Yeah, Torrey huh? Holt was rookie year when they won. Yeah. Um, so yeah. great. So, of course, I'm bitter, and I have so many problems with the NFL now. Are you
2: al- Are you allowed to be bitter if, if your team came from somewhere else?
3: I think so. Because it did come from... A market that doesn't want them, that they didn't fill the stadium. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I mean,
2: did you guys fill the stadium? Yeah. I heard that's why they want to get out of the... Look,
3: I'll I'll send you an article, bud. Okay. (laughs) All right, I will
2: say this. Uh,
3: The TV ratings were, like, three times worse than they were in St. Louis this year. Swear. Insane. Yeah. Stan Kroenke's not... not I was just going to bring
2: up Stan Kroenke because I'm frustrated with him. Total nightmare. Yeah. He
3: shouldn't even be allowed to own the Rams anyway because of all the conflict that he hit. You can't own professional sports across different cities, and he just pretends that it's his wife's. Not only that, but
2: international because he He's owns he owns my favorite uh soccer club team arsenal yeah and i'm not happy with that no. not cool with that and They're he owns the avalanche to, too they'll, right he'll
3: move to, to new delhi or something Wait, how many teams has he
2: moved he moved to avalanche right or or the uh did he yeah he moved uh who the fu- who was that winnipeg that went to
3: winnipeg. what did he buy them in winnipeg
2: I don't know. No, it was Quebec. I'm sorry. Quebec Nordiques moved yeah. to, to, to Colorado. And then won two Stanley Cups. Same fucking mm-hmm. thing. Won
3: two Stanley Cups from Rowe. Yeah.
2: Ray Bork, man.
3: Well, I mean, the that NFL guy did moved it for the, the Cardinals first. Yeah. F- the football Cardinals, and then they moved the Rams. But, I mean, I think 20 years, and also when you – the pr- here's the thing that I have a problem with, and I think this is like an overall trend and why I'm probably a donkey now, is um, there. so the NFL is like, here are the rules to keep your team come up with a stadium plan, come up with how it would get funded Mm -hmm. and make an effort to keep your team. And the (laughs) Missouri and the city of St. Louis came up with a plan. The governor was involved. They had a whole host of, they did every single thing that the NFL says to keep your team. And they let the guy still pull the. Pull them, and they and had a they had a money offer LA. on the table
2: too, right? It was like four a, four billion 400 or four hundred million dollars yeah, that, million. that yeah. they
3: were going to come up with, which I don't think that cities should pay for the stadiums for I, these teams I anyway. I always disagree with that too, yeah. But then he ripped it and moved it to L.A. for a plan that they had on prospectus that was like they had two plans, and they're like one of these will work, and neither of them is going to come to fruition like the way that they pitched it. <laughs> And Now, now they they're going to the be Chargers playing at the soccer stadium. They're playing in like... L.A. Galaxy soccer stadium. Yeah, man. which is just like a joke because that's not even close to the number of seats that you would expect from an NFL. Yeah, it's like
2: 20,000.
3: Yeah, which is like the Blues get more than 20,000.
2: Remember um, when we saw Jared Goff? Right. For nothing.
3: But anyway, check out that interactive video I made. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm
2: sorry. We went off on a tangent. That's totally my fault. I'll
3: complain about anything. Don't you just toss them up.
2: Well, Ryan, you're a very, you're a very funny guy, man. Every time I've oh, seen you dude. perform, you you crush and uh, and if people happen to not know who you are for whatever reason, that they you definitely, you definitely don't. well, <laughs> but you win them over is what I'm trying to uh, say. Right. You know, so like even me, first time I saw you, I was like, oh my god, how do I not know this guy? Oh, yeah. And you know, I've seen you several times after that. And it's been it's been. Uh, it's good every time, man. You're solid. And Thanks, man. the fact that's that you really have all nice these to avenues to go down to like writing and and acting obviously and and, and uh, you know just doing traditional stand up, it's yeah. good. We got a lot going on.
3: I really appreciate it, man. It's yeah. like um it's always good to hear it cuz it's just is anybody that's, and you understand this, I'm sure, is just like you're in the entertainment field. You're including Becky, you're just riddled with self doubt at yeah. all oh, times. Dude. No matter I w- what I wake if up you're every day, or, yeah. or interviewer, writer, comic, like you're just every day like what is this what it was Uh, yeah and then you tweet about uh the elephants so
2: (laughs) is that what we're gonna call him now the elephants
3: well i mean i mean he's he's literally gonna
2: be the elephant in the room like he's going that's
3: that's good (laughs) i'll retweet that one later (laughs) all (laughs) right
2: it's it we'll we'll go tandem on that one you you tweet out the first half i'll tweet out the second half (laughs) It'll be some new interactive thing we do on Twitter. That's a great, you know. let click on it, form, dude. Yeah, when you re when you retweet quote, it opens up this. Yeah, it reveals the mm-hmm. second half of the mm-hmm. tweet. <laughs> well, this was good to uh, hang with you, man. I really appreciate the time. Thanks for having me on, and uh, and yeah, we'll do this again, and it'll be less like getting to know you, and more like uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get nerdy. I had about a great stuff. time. Thanks for having cool. me. Cool. Cheers, man.
1: And there you have it: the interview with Ryan Beck. Yeah. Love that guy. So, yeah. So, uh, keep an eye for Ryan Beck. Definitely follow him. The guy, I, I expect really good things from this guy's career. So, like, uh, definitely keep an eye on Ryan Beck. I think he's a name that people will be talking about in the very near future, too. So, um, a few other quick things. Sarah Silverman, Roy Wood Jr., Trevor Noah, Kurt Brownower, all these people, what do they have in common, Bram? Uh, they're all very funny. <laughs> they, they are. The other thing they have in common is they're all releasing new, new stand-up specials in the next couple of weeks. Sarah Silverman's coming out on Netflix, as is Trevor Noah. Kurt Browner's coming out on Comedy Central, as is Roy Wood Jr. So, like, the next couple of weeks for comedy are great. Just these four names alone, and there's more comedy up coming up, but just those four names alone, really, really looking good for the next couple of weeks of uh, stand-up comedy, so... Follow us on the laughbutton.com. Go to laughbutton.com and you can read all the information and see some previews. Follow us on the socials anywhere you can type in at the laugh Uh check out our merch. We got an events page up, a brand new events page, where you can kind of see what contests we're running, what shows are going on around the country, all that kind of good stuff. Uh so yeah, you can follow me personally at I am Kleinschmidt. Bram, how can people kinda track you down and see what you're doing? On the Twitter, Bramfilter. Yeah.
0: On the Instagram, Bramfhetamine. Yeah. yeah. Like amphetamine, but with a burr in front of it. <laughs> and MetalInsider.net for all your music, uh, metal, hard rock news, information, gossip, yeah. tour dates. Et cetera, et cetera. Metal, metal
1: Insider is good to read, and it's a little. It's, it, the, the name is a little. Uh, it's a little uh, mis, mis, misjudging because you do a lot there's of there's anal- hard rock in there, but, if, but it's also you do a lot of anal- analysis about the about the music industry. You talk about like what's going on, trends, all that kind of stuff. Sure, too. like so, if
0: something stupid happens, like. Uh, Kid Rock's name is thrown around for Senate in Michigan. I'll write about it <laughs> because it's funny. Yeah.
1: yeah, but I also but I think that again, thing
0: people thought that President Reagan and President Trump was funny mm-hmm. at one point. Very in true.
1: But so, I think I think the other thing about what you do very well is like you kind of like help frame it beyond just you frame it within the metal framework, but you also talk about how like music industry changes and streaming and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I kind there's of want of, someone a lot of industry coverage. Yeah, in I want someone
0: way. that doesn't even care that much about metal to be able to read it and be entertained. That's what I go for. And
1: and I think that's actually uh, I think you do a very good job of doing thanks matt i enjoy yeah, the laugh button as well hey i even appear that. on its podcast from time to time <laughs> you do you do so, so uh that'll be that'll be it for the left button podcast uh i'm matt he's bram teuteman we'll catch you later so-